Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Caroline Aaron, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts, with a reminder that we will play highlights from our conversation with Rose Marie that originally aired in 2012. Later on in the hour, we have to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom, along with our guest, David Van Dusen. David Van Dusen, writer and producer of the Dick Van Dyke Show, celebrating the 60th anniversary a fully authorized feature-length documentary that you can enjoy for free on the david van dusen youtube channel david's goal for making this documentary was to introduce the dick van dyke show to a new generation of viewers while also raising funds for saint jude's hospital david's documentary includes archival audio from sheldon leonard carl reiner lucas reiner christian van dyke dick van dyke rosemarie Georgiana Nupi Rodriguez, Rosemary's daughter, Gregory Amsterdam, Maury Amsterdam, Nora Epstein, the daughter of Anne Morgan Gilbert, composer Earl Hagen, director Jerry Paris, and a whole lot more. The Dick Van Dyke Show celebrating the 60th anniversary also features brand new interviews from such notable Dick Van Dyke Show guest stars as Barbara Bain, Barry Livingston, Bernie Coppell, Gloria Roberts, Lars Jackson, a.k.a. Jack Larson, Jackie Joseph, Jamie Farr, Jeremy Clyde of Chad and Jeremy, Michael Forrest, Sue Taylor, Jerry Lanning, Sylvia Lewis, and a whole lot more. The documentary also includes a special performance tribute to Dick Van Dyke by Broadway star Gavin Lee. You can enjoy the Dick Van Dyke Show celebrating the 60th anniversary for free on the David Van Dusen YouTube channel. Our conversation with David Van Dusen was recorded via Zoom. We had a slight issue with the audio. We did our best to correct that in post-production and apologize for any inconvenience. Before we went to break, we were talking about some of our favorite episodes of the Dick Van Dyke Show and how there are very few jokes, per se, on the Dick Van Dyke Show, but rather humor that comes from the various situations, either at the workplace or at home, that we as viewers always relate to and how that is very much a contributing factor to the timelessness of the Dick Van Dyke Show. Tony? You brought up that especially because of the pandemic, a younger generation is watching. The Dick Van Dyke Show for the first time, yeah. And we have a friend who's of that age group, and she watched an episode and loved it. And then Donna was saying, oh, you need to see this episode, you need to see this episode. And it's something that occurred to me in the conversation, because that age group, they could watch I Love Lucy and appreciate what was done, but at the same time, they could be very critical of a lot of the storylines or they'll criticize stories that they heard about Desi behind the scenes and kind of pass judgment, or they'll look at an all in the family and making inventory of the slurs or 
that those are the ones that they recognize, not the ones that have kind of fell out of existence. Right. But I have never heard anyone from that generation pass that. The thing that bothers me when you judge something from the past by modern standards, but I've never heard them ever pass that same judgment on the Dick Van Dyke show. They have never said, you know, well, that's inappropriate or that's, you know, it was accepted for what it is. And I think it's probably the reason, yeah, that it's all, you know, real things that happen to the people that work behind the scenes and just incorporated it into the scripts. From the, from the pilot, I mean, the mm-hmm. sick boy and the babysitter. Yeah. How many times has that happened to real people? No. No, our child is sick. I can't go. Yeah. We watched the pilot again in preparation for this. I mean, I, that is a pretty perfect pilot, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Smart, sophisticated, sexy. Yeah. And it most shows, in my opinion, have to find their footing. They started off running. Yeah. One observation that a television writer who was in the documentary made was Reiner was really well ahead of his time in terms of story construction and the way that he wrote things and he created flashbacks and all those sorts of things. Right. And interestingly, some of the shows that came after the Van Dyke show, those producers didn't learn anything from the genius of Carl Reiner. They sort of went back to the old formula that was the predecessor to that and as a result they didn't have success right so it's it was intriguing to this writer that those that came after didn't learn more from the genius of reiner and the approach that that was taken right and then on the other side of the coin persky and denoff two dick van dyke show alumni went on to produce several shows several successful shows in their own right and gary marshall who we mentioned a few minutes ago Many of the things he learned from Carl, he incorporated into his own shows, uh, most notably Odd Couple on Happy Days. And so you can yep. see the influence of Carl. I mean, Gary's style was different than Carl's, but they both knew the, they both knew the funny. Yes. That's, that's my yep. very bad Gary Marshall impersonation. They both yes. knew the funny. Yes. And it is interesting to look at the thread of folks like the core production cast and crew of The Van Dyke Show, right? If, if you look up their careers and follow them on, right, some of that core group stayed together for many years following, you know. Jerry Paris went on, like you said, as a, as a director to, you know, work with Gary Marshall for years and years, and Persky and Denhoff went on and did that girl. And you see some of the uh, bit players that were on Van Dyke are showing up on that girl, right? If you could flash back to the mid-1960s, I would say I'd love to – be plopped down in the middle of the Desilu Kohengel pot <laughs> to see see what was going on, right? Van Dyke show, that girl, I Spy was starting, Gomer Pyle was going on. It, it would just to see what was really taking place at that time. Sadly, most of those people are gone now. The Dick Van Dyke Show celebrating the 60th anniversary. Brand new documentary by David Van Dusen is available for free on the David Van Dusen YouTube channel. If you are so inclined, David encourages viewers of the documentary to make a donation to St. Jude's Children's Hospital, hashtag DVDS60. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One thing I did not know until I saw it, um, until Gary Marshall, um, until Barbara Marshall told this story on the Dick Van Dyke Show celebrating the 60th anniversary documentary, David, is... 
the backstory of Laura gets her toe stuck in the in in the bathtub faucet. Yeah, the spout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like you, I I learned some things too. Barbara was just very very fun to talk with and have her share her stories about the cans by the back door and about the the drip of the faucet, right? Um, And the fact that she told Carrie if he kept using stories from home, he was going to have to pay her, right? Um, So, um, yeah, again, a a fan's delight to hear some of the behind-the-scenes sort of stories um, that people who were there um, still remember and, and still share. The show's on decades, and it's you know been on various nostalgia channels, and I know a lot of people like to watch the nostalgia channels because they feel the shows are clean and everything modern you can't watch because, you know, in the old days, everybody was clean. And they'll judge Andy Griffith and and all these shows by this moral standard. And I have to go. You realize that those Capri pants were pretty controversial at the time. (laughs) Yes, they were. Committee meetings on when she could wear these pants. But you also have in the pilot episode, Donna said it was the perfect pilot. When she takes off those pearls, that is, I think, the sexiest Laura Petrie is outside those Capri pants. Yes. I mean, it is, that is speaking volumes. Takes them you off know, and, and they twin yeah. beds. But that is the sexiest gesture when she takes off those pearls. And then getting the, the toe stuck in the, in the spigot. And I heard things, you know, Carl Reiner talking about later, said, yeah, America is visualizing a naked Mary Tyler Moore in that tub. It is one of the sexiest things, but it's behind a door. Yeah. It is, and it's like when they go, well, they were clean. They were clean. You know, these things are oh, just because they didn't use that word right. or uh-huh. or whatever. It and, was. And I think also in that category, October Eve, you never see the painting, but yeah. the imagination does yes. more than any real painting yes. could do. I, I think Reiner really understood the human psyche in terms of he, he gives the he gives the viewer a lot of latitude on their own to determine like like you said everybody sort of visualized that painting right everybody sort of wondered in their mind how was she covered up with that bath mat in the tub right uh, all, all those different things right that was the genius of Reiner's writing he said you know we could have taken a camera in there and shot it that would have ruined the entire the entire premise and the entire effect of what he was trying to create, right? And Big Ben has a line, you gotta see this. Right, right. <laughs> Security, all right. No. But Carl's Carl's brilliance to be able to anticipate that or think about how that would impact I, I, I think was fully thought out. It, that wasn't by happenstance, I don't think at all. And if you think about it, if that episode was a radio show fifteen years earlier. It would be a perfect, because you know, just the dialogue and all that. And I'm, I was explaining to a young colleague two days ago about shows that translated from radio to television. And, you, see, you know, we talked about Burns and Allen and Jack Benny. and so, But there were other things like Fibber McGee and stuff like that that were brilliant as a radio show and didn't quite make it as a television show. And I think this is... Yeah, you're not seeing anything, you know. I heard, I don't know if this is legend, but some kid was being interviewed about, you know, what's he think about this new thing called television? He said, I like radio better. The pictures are better. <laughs> and and it's like, 
you know, you can't get any better than your own imagination. Imagine right. what Mary Tyler Moore looks like or, or the painting or anything like that. There was a lot of mischief going on in that writing's, writer's room. And everybody is now saying, well, look at how clean they were. Look at how wholesome right. they were. No, there was a little devil on their shoulder every night when they were coming up with these scripts. Yes, but they left a lot to the viewer's imagination, and they trusted the viewer's ability to fill in the to make the intuitive leaps necessary. And I'm pretty sure they knew that the standards and practices of the day did not have the imagination to visualize what they knew the audience would. Right. They marked their little boxes, and oh, we're good to go. One thing that I that I'd like to um, mention in the documentary that I think fans will appreciate is as a final tribute to Dick, I was able to arrange with Broadway performer Gavin Lee through the gracious willingness of Laura Hagen, Earl Hagen's widow, who still owns the rights to Earl's arrangements from 60 years ago. I was able to obtain the actual arrangement that Earl wrote 60 years ago and recreate that instrumental track. And then Gavin, who interestingly played Bert on Broadway uh, in the stage production of Mary Poppins in in uh, in London, and then here in New York, graciously recreated that song and did a little song and dance number uh, as a final tribute to Dick. Gavin was just marvelous, very gracious, and uh, again, to to your point, Tony, done during the pandemic, right? So the instrumental track was recorded remotely by musicians actually all over the world sent back in and we mixed the tracks down gavin did his vocals separately from his home sent it in we mixed it down and then he shot the video and we mixed that down in, into the final version of what you see um so on a number of levels right it, it's was nice to hear gavin's remarks to dick who, who he you know knows dick and has met dick um, to recreate the song using Earl's original arrangement was a tip of the hat to Earl, right? But then to have Gavin give sort of his interpretation of the original Sam Denoff song that's, that Sam wrote for the episode um, was a, a very nice tribute to sort of culminate uh, near the end of the of the. It just film. occurred to me, we've been having this wonderful conversation. We haven't even touched on Earl Hagen's contribution to the show, which I think is... Uh, as theme songs go, uh, without without lyrics, although Maury Amsterdam later wrote some, so well represents the essence of the show. Right. You know, it's almost like you're hearing a musical pratfall. And, of course, Earl Hagen later did uh, Gomer Pyle, and he, and I hear go, the Gomer Pyle thing, and I'm hearing the Dick Van Dyke theme. Right. It starts with, like, military precision and then goes into a fratfall. Yeah. You know, da, 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 you know, with you know, very disciplined drum beats, and then you know, it's the same thing. Da, 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 whoop, boom, you know, same yeah. type. Of, but it's so, you know, I mean, we don't appreciate theme songs anymore, really. Right. Uh, and you know, it is one of those theme songs that I think captures the essence. Here's another little inside note there. The melody, because we didn't have lyrics for that. Right. Uh, and uh, I mean, we could probably go back and look at. You know, which ones really do, you know, are there a Gilligan's Island where you're telling the plot right. in the lyrics? It's very, there is function yep. and smile together, but it really does capture, uh, if not the show, definitely it captures Dick Van Dyke. Right. So and a little. Just the period. Yeah. Yes. So a little 
to follow up what you talked about lyrics there, right? So, so Hagen's theme was exclusively instrumental. It was only after the show had ended its network run, it was in syndication, that Maury wrote lyrics. It was well after. So someone the other day said, oh, they decided not to use the lyrics. No, there never was lyrics during the show's run, right? Um, Dick's, Dick formed a uh, quartet called the Fantastics. He and three other young guys who sing, and they sing an arrangement of the Dick Van Dyke Show theme, which Maury titled Keep Your Fingers Crossed. Um, I'm, I'm proud to tell you that I wrote that arrangement for Dick and his group. Oh, wow. wow. So, so um, as a, sort of a tip of the hat to, to Dick for supporting my newsletter, he had mentioned one time during a visit he was trying to put together a barbershop quartet group, but it wasn't being too successful, and he was sort of singing around the piano. So I got in touch with Earl Hagen, and I said, Earl, can I have permission to write a barbershop quartet arrangement? of the theme and he said well what about where what are the words david and i said well maury wrote words and earl said i never knew that (laughs) never never knew right but earl gave permission and i wrote the arrangement for dick and sent it out and shortly thereafter um dick got together with these guys and they've sung the song anywhere and everywhere right uh seen it at the hollywood Bowl. i have two i have two walked out of the house it was it was not on the program it was a big surprise they did a whole sing-along with the audience the last song was the mary tyler moore theme and mary steps out to kind of lead the Uh sing-along you're gonna make it after all big round of applause the applause is dying down dick van dyke steps out People lost their mind. You could see tears flowing. And, you know. Stop talking about me. Yeah. I mean, when are you going to see, you know, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore on stage together at the Hollywood Bowl? And when the applause and laughter dies down, I mean, standing ovation, and just, she goes, Dick, what are you doing here? So, well, I came for the sing along. Well, we're done with the sing along. So, well, I wrote, and he explained the whole story about, and they did the whole thing, the whole barbershop quartet at the Hollywood Bowl brought the house down i mean totally nope it wasn't in the program it wasn't in any of the promotional materials it was there and it was a moment oh it was a moment if you were there you had it and it will never come again and that touches on something that jackie joseph says at one point in the dick van dyke show celebrating the 60th anniversary david the dick van dyke show itself was a 30-minute show crammed full of little moments that does encapsulate it, doesn't it? Yes, right? it does. It really does. And she sort of talks about it. I, I, I think it made it to the final cut. It was like a pinata. Is that was that it? Did yes. She hear her say that right? Yes. She said it's like the pinata. Like bang, you hit the pinata, and just this world of creativity exploded in front of in front of us all, right? Um, and what a what a treat, what a pleasure it was for everyone to be part of those moments. Van Dyke's birthday is in December, correct? It is. Dick will be 97 on December 13th. I have a feeling we're going to have you back in December to talk some more Dick Van Dyke, David. I would would love to come back. Well, in the meantime, you can enjoy David Van Dusen's excellent documentary, The Dick Van Dyke Show, celebrating the 60th anniversary. You can enjoy David's documentary for free on the David Van Dusen YouTube channel, and if you if, if the spirit moves you, 
Make a donation to the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, hashtag DVDS60th. Uh, David Van Dusen, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you so much, Ed. Great to be here. Thanks, Tony and Donna. It was also a pleasure to meet you folks. Same here. And while we're in a Dick Van Dyke show frame of mind, we will replay our conversation with Rose Marie from 2012 when we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.